For the past five years, the Greater Victoria Folk Festival Society has produced Folktoria, a celebration of the cultural diversity found in Victoria. Victoria Centennial Square will host 39 cultural groups, associations, and individuals performing this year. This doesn't include the opening ceremonies with Jamie Orr and Philip Louie, and the several food trucks and vendors. Let's get into it. Really exciting time again. I know last year we had a ton of awesome things to talk about, a lot of excitement about Folktoria. So how about we just go around the circle? Let's start with you, Melvin. Uh, just um, your name and your involvement within the festival, and I guess just also the group that you sort of represent or are a part of. Yes, ever since the Greater Victoria Folk Festival Society was was started, I've been been the treasurer and also i'm the, the leader of the, the norway dance group that we are performing as well so i'm i'm very excited about victoria uh, as we've said before it is a missing piece in our cultural landscape uh, the opportunity for people to come together from all of our uh different cultures to sing and dance together um so that that makes me very happy in my heart um and myself i'm i sing with my two children um uh, we sing canadian folk songs and this year we're going to be singing a song from bc a song from manitoba that's ukrainian and a song from uh the gas bay so we we're trying to we're trying to be multicultural as much as we can be in our uh, our little singing group and uh, Pam, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, yeah, I'm Pam Rudy. I've been with the festival and performing for six years. Um, well, I guess five years. I've been on the so-called executive for um, all about the first year. And I do secretary on that position. And I work with the Saanich International Folk Dancers, which does dances from many countries, mostly European, and and uh, there's the odd one that we'll do that comes from South America, like Bolivia, or well, just other places. Anyway, um, what I'm looking forward to this year is that in a program specifically, we're including some dances to bring some children on stage and have them dance with us. Before we could, that's going to be incredibly yeah, exciting. Yeah, we enjoyed them last year. And Melvin had commented about enjoying seeing kids in the front, kind of below the stage, and they'd be dancing and enjoying themselves. And and so, you know, this year, as part of our eight or so dances, we'll have two of them that we'll bring kids on stage for. Yeah, I've been talking with um, several different cultural groups. I had a conversation with. Um, uh, the incoming vice president of a Portuguese uh, association or a cultural group here in Winnipeg. And they're talking about how part of their mission and their goal is getting youth involved. Mm -hmm. not, he's not necessarily talking about just <laughs> young, young kids. He's talking about people uh, between like 18 to 30 sort of range, getting them involved yeah. within the community. Uh, people who are maybe starting families to get them inspired and in uh, instill culture within these youths. And then they can instill that culture within their children. So it continues because it's all too easy 
for within even one generation for cultural aspects to just disappear if you're not actively participating in preserving them. Absolutely. That is so true. And it is it is the the main driver for festivals like this as well, to, to make sure that people have some exposure to things that might excite them <laughs> about, uh, about culture. Seeing other people get excited about their culture might instill an inspiration in someone to be like, hey, that's right, this part of my background I've never really pursued before. Maybe I should check it out. And then you have new blood that can rejoin these organizations, people learning together, and then it just helps them grow and to uh, preserve that heritage and culture for generations to come. We are all on the same page. Yeah. We're all converted to that. <laughs> We're culture junkies, babes. Yeah, last year um, you had a, a new area that uh, you got set up. I, I guess just let's go around and just tell me a little bit about how Folktoria went last year. Well, it went well, but we had we had typical June rain, which caused some pretty serious problems uh, with getting the audience we wanted, but also with things like the Marley floor for the dancers getting wet is very dangerous for it uh, and slippery for the dancers too. It's not uh, not without its dangers for them. So we had some uh, operational difficulties we had to work around last year, but uh, we, we got some great performances. And yeah, I think we were we were kind of nestled into our, our spot a little bit. Even though we'd been off for two years, it, it felt very comfortable and people seemed to be uh, happy to be back. And that, that, that was, that was um, comforting, you know, because we were a little worried that people would be less enthusiastic because of the two-year break. I remember last year that even though there was rain on both days, uh, I... I supported the ice cream truck because it wasn't their day for a lot of business. The performances are under stage cover, but you just don't, you don't have the same feel. The audience factor makes such a difference. Yeah. And they're, they can't stand there and watch in the rain. Except those who are very, very dedicated. Yeah. The parents of, or relatives of the performers would hang in there, of course. So that was what marred it. But I think overall, I think there's there's just a, a real sense that people want that kind of feeling of, of that type of festival in the community. And I think that you know, building upon the years that the word will get out and people will look at it as kind of a destination for the beginning of June. What about you, Melvin? How'd you feel? We also had a, a concern that both the Centennial Square is, is surrounded by the City of Victoria and the Capital Regional District building. And they kept talking about development plans and, and making the square unavailable while they're redeveloping. So it was back and forth and back and forth. And we, you know, we couldn't pin them down to whether they would proceed with them. renovations during, you know, during our weekend or their or what happened later. So that, that was a big uh, headache on our part until they decided that, that they weren't going forward last year. So Yeah, having to create kind of a site plan A and site plan B to deal with whichever location the stage would end up being. So there was a, a few frustrations and a few hiccups uh, last year. But, you know, when things were going 
how did you feel about the performances and the different cultural groups that uh, signed up last year? Well, I, I liked the fact that we had a, a fashion show, so to speak. It wasn't like models on a runway, but there were different people that were from different cultural backgrounds, and they would they had someone who spoke about what they were wearing, and there was background music, so that was different from a dance type performance or singing. So that I think that was a really nice added feature. For sure. It's hard for for me to pick out anything in particular because I am just in such a state of happiness through the whole thing. Um, I, I am always in awe of the Mexican dancers with their beautiful butterfly moves with their giant skirts and they must weigh a ton and they just, they, they float around the stage like nobody's weighed down by tons of fabric and, uh, and our, our lovely, lovely Filipina dancers were just so delightful. And Daisy was back to do her, her special keeping a glass of water from spilling dance. And she's just so skillful. It just, mm -hmm. it's just yeah. amazing. But all of it is so much fun. <laughs> so much fun. Melvin, any highlights? Well, it's just just the age range. I'm sure some of the uh, the Punjab kids were under five, and and some of the other dancers were over eighty. So, yeah, I think we covered all those bases. Yeah, for groups mm -hmm. and the the live music groups were great too. The the Polish White Eagle Polish band and a, a local um, band to play uh, Balkan music. So. That was, it was nice to have them. How was uh, engagement afterwards? Did you get any messages of people who were uh, heard about and maybe were, you know, maybe a little um, turned off because of the rain or something like that? Maybe they're a little hesitant to uh, to attend, but we're excited about learning more about Folktoria, about the different cultural uh, groups and organizations within uh, the area. What sort of a reception or responses did you get after the event? Well, we tried to have a survey and people are very reluctant to do that. I don't know why. Um, so I, I would say because of the weather, we didn't, we did have people who kind of came in They'd already planned to be there, whether it was because they, they had a, a person performing or whether it was just that they said, I'm going to go after lunch, and they did. But there, there wasn't a lot of hanging around. So people people tended to be quite brisk when they left. Um, so, no, we haven't seen a whole lot of feedback um, from our audience, except that they're they're so enthusiastic when they're there. Like, there's there's no, even in the rain, the people were, were very, yeah, yeah full-hearted um after a lot of the performances people usually melvin would have made an announcement or about a group and what if you want to know more about this group you can come and speak to this person so i think people were following up if they yeah. had an interest that they came to the end of the performance and stood at the side of the stage and just kind of had a huddle of um, maybe commenting about the performance, but also learning if they were potentially interested, then they would have had a kind of face-on opportunity to find out more about it. So more to the individual performance groups than to the uh, Folktoria organization. Mm -hmm. I, I, I agree with 
him. You would see huddles. huddles, Well, that's good to see that at least uh, there was that engagement that after a performance, people are like, hey, this was really cool. I'd love to get to know you a little bit more, a little bit more about your culture sort of thing. So that's good to see, or I guess for me, good to hear. And there were several that came up and wanted to know how to perform in it next time. Yeah. So they happened to be there and catch the entertainment. So, you know, it, it was nice to get their contact information as well. Nothing in, in particular except the good co- cooperation with the, the the next group up. So they were always there on, on time and, and ready, ready to perform. It made it easy for me as as uh, the master ceremonies to, to not worry about running around and finding where's where's this group? Where? <laughs> who's there and they and they coordinated with our our mu- music producer so so they they were all ready and he was all he was very accommodating to the you know to whatever hardware they brought to to make you know to make it work so speaking of music you know that that can be a disaster if somebody's music doesn't play or, you know, there's some other technical issue. Oh, I've seen but events things, like that. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. And, you know, we've just, we were very lucky. Everybody had, you know, took care, had the right kind of equipment and got their music recorded in a way that could be used. And so, there, you know, there weren't really delays. Things went pretty spontaneously, um, kind of seamlessly, rather, between one thing to another. And one thing that we we did have, not necessarily performing, but definitely entertaining, and that were children, youth rather, from the International Summer Village, and they were available to do crowd energizers, and and so that was that was just so much fun to have. You know, they would there were two on stage, and they would get people in the audience to do either certain actions or say certain things in, in echo. And, and that was a riot. So, so they were really good to fill if there was little breaks in time between performances. I totally forgot, but this is absolutely the case. Like serendipity is such a beautiful thing. So we had a couple of little gaps that just spontaneously appeared. And uh, one fellow, his name is Ray Jean, he just got up on stage and sang a bunch of lovely, uh, powerful French Canadian songs. He's got a he's got a, a wonderful repertoire and lots of energy. So he, he really he really filled that gap with with a verve. Uh, and, then, <laughs> and then Sunday morning we had another little gap. I really don't know how these things happened. If people were just a little faster than they thought or what. But happy the, little accidents, right? Happy accident because the lovely people from the Hungry Bubba uh, um, food truck came and and sang. They're from an indigenous uh, father and daughter from the Cowichan Valley, and they they got up and sang together some of the songs of their people, and that was just such a treat and absolutely unexpected and and so welcome. The big question this year, I mean. Uh, what's Victoria going to look like? And I mean, of course, knock on wood, uh, w- uh, weather is beautiful and nice this time. <laughs> Just a little, a little less in the downpour department. We, we'll take a little rain, but not so much. A rain overnight, not during the day. Yeah. Exactly. You know, to cool down things if it gets a little warm, just 
and then the next day everyone's ready to go. Well, this is going to sound very boring, but we just want more of the same. Like that's the that's the whole purpose of this is to to get to get these groups out, to get them together, and to and to build this community, this community of of cultural performance. Um, so we want more of it every year and and you know hopefully down the road we'll be able to expand to maybe three days or something <laughs> so you know this this year we're we're still at two days but yeah we just we want to we want to repeat what's working in a way that will continue to en- engage and excite uh, the the multiple layers of of cultural wealth we have in How many people do you have registered this year to participate? Oh, I can't, I can't remember how big the spots are. We're full. There isn't a, there isn't an empty spot, but I'll, I'll, I'll have a look at a spreadsheet while other people talk. Yeah. So Pam or Melvin, uh, walk me through what the weekend is going to look like. Friday afternoon, the uh, uh, tent people are coming to put a big canopy over top of the stage and and that'll that'll stay up for the weekend. So the, at least the performers will stay dry and and somewhat out, out of the sun. The, the sun moves around from you know, high noon up to seven p.m. or so. It couldn't place the canopy to cover all all that area. But but so then we have our opening ceremonies at, at noon on Saturday. A few politicians will speak. I hope not at too much length, but. So. <laughs> And the first, of course, of acknowledgement of the first that we're on First Nations um, historical land, and then just solid performances, just one after the, after the other, so until till seven p.m. So, and what does that Sunday look like then? We uh, do it all again from from the same you know, twelve to eight eight p.m. So, I think. I think we stop at seven. It's Sunday night in Victoria. They roll up the sidewalks and people go home. So Then there will be hopefully lots of volunteers to do the takedown part, you know, rolling up the Marley floor and having to do that, you know, with the edges exactly aligned. If it rains, we have to dry it off before we can roll it. So that's, that's a whole thing. Yeah. You know, getting volunteers is still what, we're seeking to do, try to encourage more people to be part of not just their performance part, but to lend a hand on setups or other things during the year that um, require, you know, meeting and doing some planning, what works, what doesn't work, and trying to figure out ways to do it better every time. And if someone's interested in volunteering, where do they go? Uh, How do they reach out? Well, we just put up uh, some job descriptions on Volunteer Victoria. And of course, we have a website, which if people know to look there, uh, they could look. And we also uh, will be putting out a kind of general call on our Facebook page. So also at this event, uh, I know last year we talked a little bit about how like there's some food trucks around there as well that take place. Yes. Is there a particular yeah. one that you really enjoy going to and uh, partaking in the food? Well, I, I like all of it. It's hard to pick <laughs> a favorite. You know, we have a few repeats and some that are new and looking forward to trying the new ones participating this year. So what sort of cultures are all represented within these food trucks? Just a ballpark, maybe. Looks like about 16. We've, 
separate performing groups. Wow. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. So in two half days. Food trucks. Uh, in past years, we had the, the Filipino Cultural Society with with lots of their their food all heated in that. Um, Italian Community Association was there last year. Hungry Baba, that's named after the father. The father of the of the owner of the business, so it's so she named it named it after her her father, so yeah. uh, the hungry Bubba. So that's yeah. Nice. So I think this year we have an Indian um, food truck and a, a First Nations food truck and a Greek food truck and uh, what was the other one? The Hungarians couldn't come this year. That was too bad. They can't. They can't get volunteers. This is where we need those younger people to start participating. It's the struggle. Yeah, getting those younger volunteers involved, getting people excited. I mean, it can be hard to volunteer. Like you know, uh, time off is precious. Uh, but I, I know for myself, I, I feel like I'm getting to the age where I feel that it's important to start giving back to the community, getting involved, getting yourself established, learning who's here. Because, you know, COVID really took a number on our communities and our connections to each other. So I feel we're kind of, I feel like the next five years are going to be really instrumental in taking time to really focus on rebuilding community and connection. All right. So we have Country Crate. Don't Bannock, Katya's Kitchen, Greek and Go, and Cuckoo, uh, Cuckoo's Fine Indian Cuisine. So, and that, like, it doesn't sound like that much, but we're right downtown. And yeah, it's a nice little a selection. How much space we have in the precincts of the square. And I mean, you mentioned you, you have plans to grow and develop, mm -hmm. but you have mm -hmm. to start off somewhere. You have to start with your foundations build up that excitement, that interest, yes. and then each year, more people get to learn about it. More people show up and be like, wow, that was really cool. I want to help out. You have more food truck people being like, hey, there's a lot of foot traffic down here. Absolutely. I want to get involved. Well, and the more, the more food trucks there are right down in the square, the more people are like liable to accidentally end up at Victoria too because they <laughs> smell something yummy. Yeah. You know, yeah. another happy accident. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, yeah. happy accidents are our our best friends. Uh, I I just want to point out that I used to be a fourteen year old who sang in folk uh, folk fest back in nineteen seventy three. So look what can happen to you if you start if you start having these experiences when you're young. Yeah, you build a whole life around whole life. celebrating community. And making oh. music together. Yeah. The event is taking place on June 3rd to 4th. And where can people go to find out more information? And I guess, first of all, uh, is there a ticket out of all? Is it a free event? Yeah, it's an ungated event. So people just walk in and participate. There you go. So there's no excuses to not show up. That's right. <laughs> mm -hmm. And it's on it's on all of the bus route. So it's right on right off Douglas Street. So there's a bus a bus stop right smack dab in front of the square. So it's it's really convenient. And there's a, a huge um parkade right next to the square as well. So it's it's really well well placed for getting there. Once again, where can people go to find out more information? Our our website, folktoria.ca. 
And we have a, a Facebook page, Folk at Home, F-O-L-K at Home. And that's and we're in all the, the local places. Like Tourism Victoria has a page for us, and and you know Downtown Business Association. So if people look at those sites, like um, uh, do two five zero two five zero is area code for part of Victoria. So so and Victoria Buzz. There's lots of if people yeah. frequent those social sites, so they'll see our ads that we we put put up there for free and next door as well. So local TV will be advertising as well. Yes, awesome. Yeah, we just saw a little our little mm-hmm. our little commercial just the other day. It's very right. cute. Now that's exciting. Yes, it is. Have any stories you'd like us to share or communities we should highlight? Leave a comment on our social media or reach out to us on our website. I'm Ryan Funk. This was You Talk. And have yourself a good one.